What is happening, everybody? Welcome to our next show. You know, I feel like like we just wasted, wasted the last few weeks where I could have been talking more about our league and I did not get anything done. So let's, I'm going to be quick. I know I always say that, but this time I am. I'm going to be precise, quick, and to the point. Let's hit up the first game as we go through uh, trade. We talked last time about the trade deadlines. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to this. Matt's team going against my team right now because of the great game on Thursday night. And that's one point I want to bring up. I thought, because I keep seeing on Twitter people saying, do away with Thursday night football. The games are awful. It is not the games. It is sometimes some teams do not show up. Do you know how many bad games we have seen on Sundays, how on Mondays? You know, that I do not think for a second that they should get rid of Thursday night football. I actually love it. Regardless if the game is good, you know, we got the Panthers and Falcons, which was an incredible game this last Sunday. Does that mean we'll get that again? Of course not. Regardless of the day, they can rematch on a Sunday and it wouldn't be as well because it's one different stadium. They are going to try to counter what was successful for them last time. So we could see a 13 to 10 game or we could see a 52 to 12 game. Who knows? Something wild like that. That said, I think every team can do fine. We've seen outstanding games before. Thursday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary against the Lions in Detroit. There are have been very good, memorable games, and it's not Thursday night is why it sucks. Take out Thursday night, man. We All we got is Sunday, Monday. I know the Saturday games come way late in the season in December. I enjoy Thursday Night Football, even if the guy you have in fantasy doesn't play well, even if you don't have someone. It's just nice to get a little bit of football have something to talk, something to watch, something to enjoy. So that is my personal belief on Thursday Night Football, regardless of how the games go. I've seen some great ones, and I do not want to see it go away. Fun fact, never mind, who cares? I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. Let's get to the games. Matt's team, which because Dallas Goddard went on to have an outstanding game, right? Originally, Originally, with the way Matt's roster looked, it was like, how am I going to get it to fix? And I said, oh, you know, Goddard, he's pretty solid. He's had a couple good games. He has his best game. He's doubled up basically 13, 11, 12, 12. He's, he doubled what he normally does. So outstanding performance for Goddard as he had eight catches, literally clears 100 yards, literally by one yard on that last catch where he got the touchdown. So that really puts Matt heavily favored over my team now. He is expected to win 192 to 156. I am not giving up. I do not think for, I think Mahomes will have a great game. I don't know about Mixon. I don't know about Robinson, Robert Woods, Jared Goff. I think Goff should have a good game, right? He's at home against Green Bay, but it doesn't mean that he will. Vikings defense. I think the Vikings defense will be legit. So Matt's team is favored. All he needs though, as we talked about those guys, is Mahomes. Diggs, Kelsey, maybe Goff, and then Wils, uh, the Vikings defense. They all have gaudy games, and he's going to pretty much dominate me. I still have faith in my guys. TJ Edwards, of course, I pick him up going, you know what? I want to get someone on the Thursday night game. He's had back-to-back 20-plus points, and he comes out with his lowest point performance of the year. I'm literally watching the game going, dude, every tackle – you're about a yard away just staring at the guy. Can you jump on the pile? Can you give me some points? He did nothing to excite me. 
It's his second worst tackling performance of the season. So totally bummed me out. That said, it is what it is. I don't think that'll be, if I lose by a point, so be it. But I don't think that'll be the difference, regardless if he had 20 points or not. Matt's team, regardless, Goddard had 30 points, which really gives him a heavy lead, which would be big for him, right? We're both tied five and three. I'm not really thinking I'm winning this division. I can't see myself jumping Mario and Christian. Both of them already beat me once. Both of them have better rosters. So I'm thinking more along the lines of Dino. I'm thinking along the lines of Elijah. I'm thinking along the lines of Eric. Those are the guys I'm fighting to try to get that one of the, the top three playoff spots. So, yeah, losing a mat is not, to me, I'm not I'm not going to fall apart or be upset. I, I've, I'll i be happy at 5-4, and four, considering I was 0-3 at one point. So after that, let's get out of this game. We already talked about how I think Matt's team's going to win. Next, we got Brian's team, which I'm not going to dignify the name, going against Austin's team, the IR list. This is basically the loser is done. That's it. You put the hammer down. You are done. They both might be done at this point already, right? I can't say for sure whether or not they're going to be done, but – Looking at them, I just – Brian can get to three and six. We talked about how he's only, right, two games out of the – play or, or surpassing the playoff teams. Only one game out from the team ahead of him in the division. Only two games out of a playoff spot. So I'm not going to say he's done because no one else is pulling away other than the, the, the three – even the division leaders, even Matt's teams not pulling away. That said, the other two at seven and one and six and two – they have much bigger leads. Those guys look like the juggernauts. Mario, excuse me, record-wise does not look like a juggernaut, but he is points-wise. So Brian has to go, look, man, can I catch the three ahead of me? He needs to win today. Right now he is under – they haven't basically tied. But a big game by Pierce was with outstanding 20 points. Then a huge disappointment by Devonta Smith, only four points. So he had a, he had a mixed emotion night. A coin toss, basically. Austin right now is going. I have to win every game, right? I got. I got to get. I can't see anyone getting in at six and eight. I mean, unless we all continue to just. There's too many teams right now that are above. Let's see how many do we have above five hundred. One, two, three, four, five. So we got five teams above five hundred, and then you've got Elijah and Dino at five hundred. So that's seven. Seven teams are five hundred or better. That is an incredibly tough task to not only win from here on out, but then you have to, and Jonathan Taylor not even being 100%, possibly not even playing. But then you go, okay, what am I going to do with the point differential? So Austin cannot lose. I don't know. As we look at the game, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, always, I always go Kyler Murray. I think he'll have a really good game. They're at home against Seattle, who's playing well, but it's a division game at home. I think, but I can't find myself not feeling Trevor Lawrence having a big week. He annihilated the Chargers, right? He's at home against Vegas. The Raiders have not been outstanding defense. They have been a huge disappointment as a franchise throughout the season. I have a theory where it's kind of like if I have a quarterback that is playing the Raiders. I feel safer. Doesn't mean they'll have great games, right? 
doesn't mean it. I feel the odds are better and I feel safer playing them than I would if it was even if it's against Atlanta, who did have uh, give up a, a decent game to P.J. Walker. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh, I am tired. So I'm going to say push at this point. Running backs, Jacob and Pierce against Taylor, who's probably going to miss, and Aaron Jones. If Taylor played, I still don't feel he's 100%. And I already got 20 from Pierce. And Jacobs has been outstanding on the season for the Raiders. He's a top six running back. I would say, I would still say this is probably a push. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Brian's team just in the fact that I don't think Taylor plays. If Taylor plays and doesn't have to give up carries, you know, plays a full load, doesn't go up and give Zach Moss and Deion Jackson take a bunch of uh, carries away from him, then I'm going to have to definitely go to Brian's side. But I think both teams can be well represented by the running backs. Austin has so many ifs. With Keenan Allen, is he going to come back? Is he going to play? How effective will he be? Alan Lazard is expected to play finally uh, after missing last week. While Brian's got Pittman and Smith. Smith already, uh, you got to go McLaurin because he's got a better quarterback chemistry than Pittman does with his quarterback. And Smith laid an egg with four. So this is one area I feel uh, Austin has the advantage. Tight end, I'm going Zach Ertz, case closed. Dalvin Cook, I will take, right? He had a gigantic monster performance last week. Alan Lazard, I think, could have a good game, especially against Detroit, right? He can go out for 18 to 25. It's going to be up to Washington's defense. Can they say, okay, they're going to have to choose what they want to take away, the run or the pass. I think they're going to try to take away the pass. So I think Cook still has a 20-point game and does outdo Lazard. Hopkins, welcome back against Mariota. Last week, Brian went with the – because he doesn't have a second quarterback. He did that, and it did not work out. This week, though, I think D-Hop, who has had two outstanding games, 25 and 41 since coming back. So Mariota against the Char- Chargers have not been good defensively. They have so many injuries. I think – I actually think it will be a push. I think both will break uh, 18 to 25. And then the defense is, eh, whatever, it is what it is. So looking at it, it does appear to be a toss-up game, and that's what I'm going to go with. I would mm, I would feel like more like Austin might win this. Even though Lawrence and Jacobs will have good games, Pierce had a really good game. It's because Smith, I know, only got four. While I still believe everyone on Austin's team could come out and have really big games this week. Good games, not big games. So I would say... It's too close to call if I had to choose one, although Brian's roster looks better because it's healthier. So I guess if I had to choose one in a bet, I would take Brian just because I feel like Keenan Allen and Jonathan Taylor are not going to get full workloads and be that they normally are. If they do, if they each go out and play even 70, 65, no, probably 70% of the game, I think Allen and Taylor do enough to where Austin can win. Austin's going to need some big performances from Kyler Murray, Alan Lazard, guys like that to carry him over. Let's get to Mario against Steve. I don't think this is going to be – Steve has yet to edit his lineup. He should have. He only had one other quarterback, Davis Mills, and he didn't put him in. So he had a chance to have Mills in for Jimmy G. Yeah, I'll have to text Steve and say, dude, at least make your lineup decent so he can get Mooney, Julio Jones. He can get those guys in, Thomas for Kittle. Because all his Niners and Cowboys are out. Excuse me. So this looks like a landslide. 
let's say he played Mills and he got 17. And he plays Mooney, right? Who could do really well. Maybe Jamar, or Jamar, uh, Chase Claypool goes out and, you know, is at least some kind of a decoy and helps out and gets Mooney more targets for fields. As we look at that, I still don't see enough damage for Steve to win this game. I think Mario, he, I think Mario's going to win this game by 35 at minimum. So there's not much to talk about other than to say, Mario, you've won two in a row. You're, you're about to get, I would say three in a row, which uh, if Dino wins, you'll be tied for the longest win streak. Cause I do feel, I still have confidence in my team, but I do feel I could end up losing this one week to Matt. Unless I get another big Kenneth Walker uh, game-saving touchdown or day. Seahawks. However the Seahawks go, my team goes. Kind of like how Steve always went by his Niners. So Mario, look to, Mario looks to get to 6-3, and three, which be, would be gigantic with Christian going against – where is Christian's team? Oh, going against Dino Dan. Because if he gets help from Dino Dan, Mario can literally pull within one game of first place Christian. Wait, no, that's Eric going against Dino. Oh, this is the matchup. This is it. I keep thinking this is week eight. No, this is this is the week. Week nine. And both of them coming out with 20 plus points in the Thursday night game. You got seven and one. This is the game to end all games. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Let me get to the other ones real quick. Dino Dan against Eric. Right now, Eric is favored by about 18, maybe 15, somewhere around the line, lines. Kirk Cousins going heads up again. Or no, no, he's going against Washington, his old team. But Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, I got to say, I've felt safer all year going with Cousins. Rodgers' weapons just aren't there. In the passing game, and then even when they had to, when they were down by double digits to Buffalo, they stuck with the run game because it worked. But Buffalo's okay with it working because the clock was chewing up. You know, Rodgers just hasn't looked the same. I know he. if you give him back Devontae Adams, he. I think he's just as dangerous as always because he has that trust factor. It would also open up these other younger guys with easier coverage. So it's it's hurting him big time, and you can see it. doesn't mean he's less of a quarterback, but he needs someone. You know, maybe they should have made a trade for Amari Cooper because Cooper's been outstanding for Cleveland. Yeah, I got to go with Cousins and the Vikings offense. Algier and Kenyon Drake. This is a weak Dino Dan. Let's see if we look at his bench. Yeah, Connor. Maybe if Connor comes back, we see him. But Gus Edwards, he just traded for Cam Akers off me. He got him on a deal. He might play Ben. We'll see how, what he decides to play if he goes. If Connor doesn't play, remember, maybe he straps Benjamin in. Maybe he sticks with Drake for the Monday Night Football game who's been playing well. Algier. Didn't Algier have a good game last week? Yeah, 17 points. He had a really good game. And we've seen how the Chargers have been lit up on the run, right? We saw what Jacksonville did to them, ran all over them. Who else? Someone else, another team ran all over them. So not a bad idea for Dino to play the matchup, but we'll see what he does there. Montgomery and Gibson. Montgomery, I think, is good, is is splitting time with uh, Herbert. So he is more of a – Montgomery is more of a get you 10 to 12. Gibson is, is looking – Decent enough to go out there and get some passing work and get some 10 to 12. So I feel safer with Eric's running backs. That said, I think Algier, out of all four of them, could have the biggest day. We'll see if that does happen. Uh, it all depends if – I don't think Cordell or Patterson's going to play, even if he comes off the IR. 
I don't think he's playing this week. He said he's 90% ready. So Algier, I think, has the biggest game. We'll see if he does. But Eric, I feel safer with his running backs. Wide receivers, this is going to be a great one. Cooper Cup against Tampa. We know what he did to them last year. Juju on Sunday Night Football against Tennessee. Good players. I mean, Cup is not a good player, a great player. But Juju has been playing well the last few games. Going against Tyreek and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, big disappointment. He he's he doesn't need a touchdown. He is not touchdown dependent. He hasn't had one since week one, and yet he's still, what is he? Still, he's number four overall. I mean, 37, 36, 22. Three straight games where he did not have a touchdown, but he eclipsed the 100-yard mark. He was only two points away from break, or yards away from breaking 20 last week. So I'm totally good with Justin. Je- I'm going with Jefferson and Hill. In multiple leagues, I have both of them on my team. I traded for Hill a lot, a lot of leagues this offseason, just in the fact that I knew, I knew he was going to be used. So there is no Travis Kelsey. So Hill is going to be used a lot more in Miami, even with Waddle there. And it's it's come exactly as I expected. So I love Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. Out, uh, one of my cats is throwing up. I know we usually like people to talk about cats on my show, but that's not what I expected. At least he did it, he or she did it in the kitchen. All right, easier to clean up, right? No carpet. So Jefferson and Hill. That said, I don't think Eric's going to, even though I would take them, I don't think if they do have outstanding games, they're going to pull away. They're not going to be what in the past has propelled Eric to a win, you know, where it goes, oh, man, Hill and Jefferson just totally dominated and put Eric over the top. You know, that was the difference to make. No, no, no. With his running backs being consistent of 10 to 12 points, then Hill and Jefferson, I think that is what's dangerous. But Cup and Juju, I think, can still put enough damage to where Cup can be the number one scoring out of all of them, and Juju can be really good and still match what Eric does. I like Eric's more, but I think this is almost a point of a push. Pitts finally had a great game last week, and I don't even know if Eric played him. I can't remember, but he's playing him this week against the Chargers. Higby, he's been pretty good. What is Higby? He's 16th because he had a bye week and terrible against the Niners. And then Carolina got hurt. But he had five straight weeks of 10 points or more. So he's not hes not a bad tight end. He's a safe play, right? He's not going to be the Pitts who might go out there for 20 or might go out there for five, as long as Higby stays healthy. Uh, hes He's been a safe play. I still will take Pitts. Never, I have not fallen back in love with Pitts as much as I did the last year and a half. I still got to see more. I actually traded him in one dynasty league, kept him in all the other ones because that dynasty league, I don't know. Anyway, back to ours. Pitts, it just, hmm, it's frustrating. Maybe with the new QB, he will get more targets or maybe they're going to finally start to let him take off. Higgins and Duvernay, I'm taking Higgins. Thank God he got that touchdown last week to propel Eric to the victory, or this could have been fire sale time for Eric, kind of like Brian mentioned, but Brian's still holding on because he is still in contention. But Eric's team winning was gigantic and allows him to – he can afford a couple losses. Not that he wants them, but I'm taking Higgins over Duvernay. Duvernay I'm still comfortable with, right, in in Baltimore. Um, That'll be a big thing on Monday night. But Higgins, I, I got to think playing Carolina, oh, he's going to be used a lot. I, I don't know. The Browns, that was such a different type. 
Type of game? Excuse me. I like both. I like Higgins more because the uh, the offense uh, more, but I like Duvernay. Look at it. Uh, Duvernay is a hit or miss sometimes. 22, then he's had 10, 3, 13. You know, if he goes out there and gets Dino 15, that's a win. PJ, this is outstanding. PJ Walker against Andy Dalton. Who would have thought, right? Because neither of them have other quarterbacks. Dino's other one is hurt, but I like Dalton. I like Dalton. He's, he's familiar against Baltimore. He's at home, Monday Night Football. Man, Dino's going to have to – Eric's going to have to sweat it out on that Monday Night Football game with Kenyon Drake, uh, Duvernay, and Dalton. So Drake, Duvernay, Dalton, the three Ds. It's going to be a 3D night, right? And Dino Dan, make that five Ds. So you're going to have a lot to uh, monitor on Monday Night Football, Eric. And do you have anyone? Let's see. No, I don't think he has any Saints or Ravens. No, so he will be done before even Sunday night. Oh, no, he's got the Chiefs defense, right? So, PJ, yeah, I feel safer with Dalton. So, looking at this matchup, it shows Eric favored. It's going to come down to me for Eric to win this. It's going to be, can Aaron Rodgers get enough, if not more than Kirk Cousins, and can Higgins outscore Duvernay by, you know, a substantial margin? That's that's what I think it's going to come down to. Looking at the rosters, whose roster do I feel more comfortable with? I would say Eric's because he's got the bigger names. He's got the Chiefs defense going on. What if, what if it's Malik Willis again? Oh, my gosh, the Chiefs are going to tee up on that Titans. They're going to heavily rely on that run game, and if the Chiefs take it away, the Titans will have nothing. So that's a huge play. He's got Higgins. He's got Pitts, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson. Even Gibson and Montgomery, who are not, you know, at this point considered RB1s, are still safe RB2 plays. Dino's got Drake and Algier, guys who have put up numbers and can or might not, you know, might not be heavily involved in the offense. He's got Cup and Juju. Duvernay is making a name for himself. But he's no one I'm going to, you know, strap my fantasy trust to. So, yeah, based on name and safety, I would feel Eric is favored and would win this game. But we talked about what Dino needs to win it. Uh, Nick and Elijah, right now it's 180 to 154. I got to get through this quick because I can feel I'm getting exhausted. So I better hurry up. And no, this has nothing to do with my 40 time. I'm just exhausted. I'm tired from work. And then when you talk like this all the time, you don't get a chance to get oxygen. So you get even more tired. Lamar Jackson, Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah. I want to look at the game, not Nick's guys. Here we go. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I love both. Lamar Jackson has been scaring me. He needs to step up and have a 35 or more point game or I'm going to start losing faith in him. That said, I like Josh Allen more. Let's see, 21, you know, he didn't only have 21 against Green Bay out of a bye, and the Jets' defense has been really good, and it's a division rival, while Lamar Jackson had 20. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'll say this. If I had both quarterbacks, I can only start one, I'm starting Lamar Jackson. Now, part of it is also I love having guys on primetime, right? Add some spice to the night. Uh, I would take Lamar Jackson, even if they both played Sunday morning, I just feel safe. I just feel with his rushing floor, it's so hard for defenses to take something away from him. Running, 
or throwing. While Allen, he can run, but he does not run as effective as Lamar with his jukes. And the Jets' defense has been playing really well. They know what they have on the line. They let that game last week against New England slip away because of the turnovers. And then they had a bad call, a bad roughing the passer that took away an interception that would have changed the entire game, and the Jets would have won that. Uh, the Jets have been a great story. So I, I got to think that the Jets are going to play Allen well. Right, we're gonna finally see is Sauce Gardner really living up to his name or his his, uh, his reputation. He has been so far, but he has got away with some PIs in some of the games I've seen. Anyways, back to this, uh, I would feel like like maybe this is Jackson's week. DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders. We saw Sanders get 15. I'm good with that. Fournette. I wanted to call him Bijan Robinson, but it's not, it's Brian Robinson. I'm getting ahead of myself on Bijan Robinson. Let me wheel it back. This is in college. Brian Robinson and Leonard Fournette. I am taking Swift. Sanders already had 15. I think that's more than Robinson's going to get. I think Fournette, if Fournette got 15, I would be happy if I was Nick, right? Fournette has not, you know, he got some garbage time points last week, but he he was not looking good the first half and has not been as outstanding as the whole Bucks team has not been. If Swift plays, right, and gets some actual work in, unlike last week, Easily running backs, Elijah's team. A.J. Brown, no three-touchdown week. He did get one, though, to have a decent night, 15 points. And he picked up DeAndre Carter because Keenan Allen might not play. Mike Evans, I'm going to take right here. The it, Before Brown played, I would have taken. No, not even with Brown playing, I didn't think he was going to get three touchdowns again. I would have taken Evans and Waddle. I think that is, is a, a safer play. I think both of them can have outstanding weeks. I think Evans has to make up for um, some bad play the week before against Carolina, or two weeks ago against Carolina. So I would take those two for Nick. Taysom Hill, Hawkinson. I would normally say Hawkinson. Taysom Hill's a wild card, right? I'm right there with you, Nick. I have him in a few dynasty leagues that I say, I have other tight ends that are probably more consistent, but he's too much of a boom or bust, and the boom can can be game-winning. Right, you benched him that one week. You don't want to do that again. So it's tough, but I am definitely playing Hill if I'm you. I think it's a smart play, and it's a Monday night football game. You get a little excitement on there. I will take Hill this week because Hawkinson's new team first week. I don't know how much he'll be involved, so that's a safer play. I like Hill more. DJ Moore finally is getting some work. Him and PJ Walker are on the same page. I like him more than Singletary. They didn't trade for Naheem Hines to just back up Singletary. They got rid of Moss, who's been inactive, right? This puts James Cook on the back burner as the third third back. And you might even see Naheem Hines first week, not as much. After this week, pick up a lot more and be more involved because Hines, Hines is really fast. They were saying reports out of Buffalo when they step on digs and another player on the team saw him. They were like, man, he is faster than we thought in person. So, that's doesn't look good for Singletary. Singletary's still the man this week for sure, but I would take DJ Moore without a shadow of a doubt. Zach Wilson, I think against Buffalo, I think he's going to have to play well. Even if he gets a turnovers, I think he gets at least 250 to 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. Tom Brady against the Rams, he wants payback. I think that's one of the reasons he came back. He had never lost a game at the last second play of the game like that, and the Rams did it to him on a field goal. He hated that feeling. He's done it to so many people. So much on Twitter was – the Rams ended Brady's career. The Rams ended Brady's career. Stafford ended Brady. 
and Brady came back and, you know, he wanted to prove everyone, Hey, I can do it. I'm not going out like that. You know, I'm going to go out uh super bowl champ. I think he thought, Hey, I'll come by one more year, win it, go out as super bowl champ. And I don't think that's happening. And his whole life has gone upside down. So I don't know what to expect. Is he going to be able to get, are the Rams defense going to be pumped? Are they going to say, look, dude, we blew it. We had the lead at, at, at in the third quarter against the Niners, and then we got embarrassed. We need to step up, take this guy down Why he's down. Kick him, kick a man while he's down. So I like Zach Wilson actually more than Brady, regardless of what the points say this week. So basing off all of that, I think Nick has a better chance than they're saying. I think Evans and Waddle have to, and Taysom Hill, have to really, like Evans needs to get 25. Waddle needs to get 25 and may, may have Carter maybe get nine. And then Hill has to get like 20 while Hawkinson's gets like six. That would be where the game swings. That because And then with Lamar Jackson, of course, doing his thing. But I think that would be what will make or break this game. So I don't want to say Nick is not in it, kind of like how I thought Steve is not going to win it. But I'm definitely going to say uh, Nick 100% could still win this game, which would be gigantic for the whole league. Right, Elijah either goes to five and four, and Nick goes to three and six, and starts to fade out. Still in contention, but fade out. Or Nick goes to uh, four and five. Elijah would go to four and five. Eric could win this week, as expected, and go to four and five. Dino would lose and go to four and five. You would have four teams at four and five. That's that'd be wild. And then you could have a couple teams at five and four. So, yeah, there's so much hinging on these games where you can really bring the league and the divisions down. Now, finally, let's see how much time. Oh, great. I did it under 30 minutes. I love it. Let's spend a little bit of time. I'm not going to break down divisions and all that. I don't have time. I'm going to spend the last few minutes talking about the game of the week. Possibly up to this point, the game of the year. Because... We can have two teams go for 12 wins. That that could be history, right? They they would both have the, – the loser of this would have to still win out. The, the winner as well, right? To both have two teams get 12 wins would be a first, and that would be pretty outstanding because now you're looking at, wow, what a playoff. You know, you might have – Mario's team could maybe get – heck, Mario could even get 10 wins, right? He could be 10 and 4. And so can you imagine that? We've never had – Two 12-win teams, but to have a 12-win, a 12-win, and a 10-win team, that would be mind-boggling. So we have that still on the line. But most importantly, we have the quest for 13. We have 14 games. Christian wins as expected. He will still be 8-1 and one and still can go for the greatest win percentage in league history at 13-1. and one. Still got a lot to do. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Jacob is going, hey, man, I lost my second game in three weeks after starting out 5-0. and I'm not thinking of that. And when Jacob, was, when Jacob wins, he really wins. He mows through people. And when he loses, it's just one of those, wow, how did that happen? You know, how, what, what went wrong? So let's break down this game as we got 6-2, 7-1. Quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, not the best game. Right, I thought against the Texans, even though they had decent defense, they did do well with running and controlling the clock and keeping them off. But I thought Hertz might go for twenty-five or more. He gets five foot. Yeah, he was expected. Oh, he was expected to get twenty-seven. 
So that is kind of a disappointment. He does come down from his overall projection. Tua expected to get 21. Tua is at Chicago. They just traded away their linebacker, best player. They're still a good defense, but they're not a great defense. We saw the Cowboys, Pollard, destroy them. I think Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostart are all going to have outstanding games. And Tua's got so many weapons. I think right here, Tua goes for 25 or more. I think he does better than Hurts, right? The battle of Alabama quarterbacks. What One thing I absolutely love seeing these two guys. Uh, I, I can't wait for when they actually go. Did they yet? I thought they do. If not, maybe they'll meet in the Super Bowl. That'd be cool. But two two former Alabama quarterbacks going heads up. And I think Tua wins it out this week because Hurts already played and we see what he gets. This is interesting. So for Jacob, right, as we go through his roster, we know he's got – he's not going to start uh, Pacheco. He's got Brees Hall. He lost Brees Hall. Huge blow, right? If, if he didn't lose Brees Hall, maybe he even wins last week. So huge blow to lose Brees Hall. But he has good good depth. Barkley's on a bye. So maybe this is the week Christian catches him, right? Because Christian's got Eckler and Kamara, not on a bye. ETN, we've seen it now. They traded Robinson because they didn't need him after they saw ETN get going, right? Everything, his production, everything had came increasing week after week. He's combined for 55 points, or 56 points the last two weeks. That's how good he is, and that's how good he's playing now, just like his days in Clemson. I'm telling you, I said it from the day one. He is, you know, it was a great move for Jacob to draft him last year. Uh, I can't believe I didn't think of it. I'm disappointed in myself because um, I would have 100% kept him, but it was a great move by Jacob to draft him last year towards the end of the draft and stick him on IR. And Etienne, he's getting dividends now. Etienne. I think has the best game out of everyone. I know Kamara had that game, but but Kamara had that game against the Vegas Raiders. Hmm, who is ETN playing? The Vegas Raiders. I, they are not a team that usually learned from their mistakes the last few years with their coaching staffs. So I don't think ETN's now going to get bottled up and shut down. I think ETN does not maybe have the same day as Kamara, but I think ETN at least eclipses 25 points. This is the interesting one. He's got Herbert now. Now, Herbert has been getting splits, right? He only had 28% of the snaps last week, but he had 16 carries. And he had 12 carries a week before. He was a yard away from 100, which would have put him over 20 points. He did have a touchdown. He's had a 12-point game, a 39-point game, a 12-point game, and 18 and 15. So his last two games combined, he's gone for 33 points. He can go out there against Miami at home and get involved, him and Montgomery. So it's a safe play. You know, I expect Herbert to get at least 12 out of this game and ETN to go for 20. His running backs can combine for nearly 40, which will, which he will need. But as we go to his bench, we all know if John Taylor uh, – let's see, when did I have him? When did he have his big game? That was one, two, three weeks ago. Hey, what do you know? I had him three weeks ago against Jacksonville. He played. Took over for Jonathan Taylor, who was out. 12 carries, 42 yards. Eh, right? That's not the big one. What was big was 10 catches for 79 yards. And that's what old quarterbacks like to do. That's why I was excited to use him. I thought, hey, Matt Ryan's going to dump it to him a lot. Will this new quarterback do that? That's the only thing that scares me. I hope so. I hope this new QB says, hey, let me get Deion Jackson the ball. Because three weeks ago, I had him, and he helped me beat Jacob. Right? Remember I said, hey. Some of these games, some of my wins were just 
injuries, injuries to the starters, and I was able to pick up the scraps and get some lucky victories. This week, I think if Taylor does sit out, Jacob will most likely, I could be wrong, he might play him for Herbert and actually watch Jackson now help propel him to a victory over Christian. It's possible. I think it's just crazy how fantasy football works and how ironic that would be. One week he's your enemy, next week he's helping you do the exact same thing, be a game saver on a week that there's an injury. But either way, even if Jackson plays, you got to go with Austin Eckler against Atlanta and Kamara against Baltimore. Kamara, what has he done the last few weeks? Since he's coming back since week four, where it looked like you know he was done. His first four weeks, the two games he played, he was awful. It did not look good for Kamara. Then he goes for 29, 19, 18, and 43. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think he's going to do really well against Baltimore. Austin Eckler, he is RB1. His worst game was 11 points, and that's week one. Since then, listen to the last four games. 34, 41, 24, and 36. He had the bye last week, so he is fresh, and he's taking on Atlanta. I think Eckler Eckler and ETN, I think, will battle it out for the best running back in this matchup. But then can Herbert or Jackson outdo Kamara? I wouldn't bet on it, right? I think they can both put up solid numbers and help Jacob, but I would bet. So I got to say, I think Tua outplays Hurts, and I definitely think Eckler and Kamara outdo ETN and whoever he puts in. That said, I still think ETN does enough to keep Jacob team still in it. Gabe Davis, Rondo Moore against Dobbs and Kirk. On this one, you know, let's go to their their bench. Okay. He's got Olave. Maybe he switches. London has was started out so hot. London, 12, 24, 14. Since then has not eclipsed double-digit points. I'm disappointed in that. I expected more from, from London uh, on that team where he should be getting a lot of targets. While Olave has been 11, 31, 16, 18, 23, 10. Really good games. So as of now, it looks like he's got Jacob's got Davis and Rondell Moore. Gabe Davis, you know, I've seen other experts say, hey, with Gabe Davis, sell him because he had that huge game against Pittsburgh, right? Three catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. That's that that's not sustainable. You're not gonna be able to do that. Against Kansas City, he had only three catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. You're not gonna be able to make that kind of production up. And last week is why I've heard experts say sell him, right? Because he's not gonna get as many targets. He doesn't, he had seven targets, only two catches, and no touchdowns. Now, some of his, like I said, catches got called back on penalties, regardless of what team it was for, which was frustrating. That said, I'm I'm not I'm not trading him. In any league I have him in, I'm not trading him. I was trading trying to trade for him, and I got him in some. I even tried to trade Jacob for him twice and got declined. Because I still think he is a decent or I mean above average player on a great offense. And we've seen he is a boomer bust. He is. And that's okay. You'll I'll take a boomer bust guy when you have a roster as good as Jacobs. Right? Every single player does not need to be DeAndre Hopkins. That is very hard to make that kind of dream team. He already has a really good team. Davis, Rondo Moore came out, finally had a great game last week. I mean he's had a few good games, but that was a really big game. For Christian, he's got Dobbs, who had sixteen points, right? Four catches and a touchdown. I think he'll have an. I think he'll have identical, if not better. I'm thinking against Detroit. Dobbs goes for 16 to 20. Christian Kirk, he's got a rebound, man. 
Kirk, outstanding, almost 50 points the first two games. The last two, he's combined for 30, basically. And then he had an 8, 2, and 9 in between. Now, if you look at the defenses, look at them all. Indy, Indy he had 25 against Indy. But Indy, the Chargers' uh, pass defense, Philly, Houston, Indy, Giants, Denver, all top, like, eight defenses pass-wise. That's why even uh, Trevor Lawrence has struggled. Now, after Vegas, listen, I mean, Vegas is not top five, so maybe he has a better game. Kansas City, the bye week, Baltimore, Detroit, Tennessee, Dallas, all those guys are in the green. They are not great defenses. So I think Kirk is going to erupt, and Trevor Lawrence is going to salvage his season and still finish as a QB1 uh, with some great great push late in the season. Kirk's got to go and get at least – he's got to get at least 10 targets against Vegas. He's for – Christian uh, to have a chance. Actually, you know what? No, he does. I mean, he does. You, he's his top receiver. I think Kirk is more important than Dobbs. While Gabe Davis and Rondo Moore can be go for 30 or they can go for seven. So I don't know what Jacobs. But if I had to choose right now receivers to have for this weekend, I would feel safer with Dobbs and Kirk. But if I go, you know what? I'm going against a guy that's got Tua, Eckler, Kamara, and Mark Andrews. Gabe and Moore are the the two I might choose over. Kirk and Dobbs I feel safer with. But like I said, I'll take the upside. I'll take the boomer bust this week. Jacob needs a boomer bust this week, the gamble, because he can't – going against Eckler, Kamara, Tua, maybe Mark Andrews if he's healthy, most start. The Eagles D already got 22. I thought the Eagles D would do more. I was thinking they they were going to go for 40 even. So huge disappointment. They underperformed which will be a big help uh, to Jacob. He needed something like that to catch a break. Evan Ingram, who had a big game last week, right? What did he have? 15. I think against Vegas, he has around that, right? Maybe he goes for 12. Maybe he goes for 18, somewhere around that. I like St. Brown going against Green Bay much more. 13 points last week, 10 targets, right? I think he gets another 10 targets and has a 100-yard game against Green Bay. And that's what the, the Lions need. So I do like St. Brown more than Ingram. Herbert, Mostart. Mostart, I think he can go for 15 to 20. I think Herbert has a monster 35-point day. That's what it's going to take. It's going to say St. Brown and Herbert to make up for Eckler and Kamara and Tua. And then Hurst or Andrews, right? Hurst, eight points last week. Andrews needs to see if he even plays. He did not practice Thursday, right? So we won't know. It's going to be a gamble. For me, I have Isaiah Likely. I have to decide, do I play Gerald Everett, right, against the Falcons? I think he'll have a big game against Atlanta. Or do I bench him and hope Mark Andrews doesn't play? Sometimes we don't know what these things on Sunday. So that is it with their game. Breaking it down, if Mark Andrews plays, and I'm talking can take a shot, feel no pain, and go out and play, I feel like Christian's team should win this week on the mere fact that Barkley's on a bye. Brees Hall's out injured. And London and Olave, well, maybe Olave plays has played well. But London and Olave aren't top dogs yet to really push his team to the top. Right? He's got St. Brown, Rondell Moore, and Gabe Davis. All I like Out of all of them, I like St. Brown the most. But Gabe Davis, Rondell Moore all big-time playmakers that can have monster games. 
And that's what Jacob needs. But when we're picking these games, I feel I'd rather go, hey, I'll take the 18 from Dobbs. I'll take the 15 from Kirk to go with Eckler, Kamara, Tua, and maybe Brooks, his defensive, his linebacker on a big day. So basing off all that, I think the game is close as projected, but I feel like Christian's going to just sneak by and win this one. I think Jacob's team's going to – I don't think this is going to be a 200 to 201. I don't think it's going to be that. I do think it's going to be like a 185 to 177, something like that game. Close game. Both of them outperform what they're projected. But I just – I just feel like Christian's going to win this one. Just looking at it, just because it comes down to receivers. Christian doesn't have, I mean, looking at his, he doesn't have Jamar Chase. That's the biggest injury there. And he doesn't have Hollywood Brown. So that's the bummer for Christian right there. So both teams have injuries. Both teams are suffering from buys. That said, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I watched, I told you, I, you know, I was monitoring Eric's and Christian's. We sent the group text out saying, you know, wow, look what's going on. And Eric pulled it out this week. I feel like Christian's going to pull it out. And this is a game, excuse me, I'm going to be monitoring just as much, if not more than my own. So I wanted to get this at 30 minutes. I got it 45 and counting. That is it. I hope you guys have a great Friday, a safe Friday. Um, I'll be talking to you. My next podcast, I'll probably do Monday night, maybe if I have time, because I'm going to be out with Eric and his family. So it depends how long we're out. And, uh, and then I work Sunday night, so I'm not going to do one then. So yeah, so the next podcast will probably be either Wednesday morning, I could possibly do one Monday depends on what's going on, and how I feel. But you guys have a great Friday, have a safe weekend. Enjoy your family. And let's see, maybe there'll be some trades too. I might start sending some more offers out. Talk to you guys later. Peace.